You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. The whole band is based around our hometown, which is in, like a post-industrial uh, small town in Sweden that used to have a steel mill in the 70s. And when they closed it, the, the town died, basically. And it was really um, a lot of despair and uh, a lot of protests. And, and it was pretty crazy. And it became like a ghost town. The new record is about, uh, it's actually uh, like a big American tech company, you might have heard of, called Google, that are planning to build like huge server halls outside Horndal. I mean, it could be good, but uh, it could also be pretty scary because all we've seen so far is are they cut down um the woods that we used to play in when we were kids and they want to take cooling water from the lake that we grew up swimming and fishing in so we just felt that is it happening all over again is is the devil back in, in horndal but this time he wants to drink our lake hey what's up vox and hops heads i'm matt the vocalist of cryptopsy and the host of the vox and hops metal podcast brought to you by sound talent media where i sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives music and craft beer i hope that you've been having a glorious week so far i most certainly have been before we jump into today's episode, I would just like to ask you to follow the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, I'm also asking you to rate it and write a review. Why? Why do I want you to rate it and write a review? Well, that's because when you do that, more metalheads and people just like yourself will be able to discover the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. Because when someone's looking for a new podcast to invest their time in, what do they do? They scroll down, they read those reviews, they check out the ratings, and if this podcast has a bunch of sick reviews that reflects their interests and stuff that they love, they will most likely give that podcast a chance. So you could be the person that helps sway someone to become a future Vox and Hopshead, and that would be something that I would be extremely grateful for. Now on today's episode, I'm with Pontus Lavon of Horndell. Get ready, everyone. This is Vox and Hops, episode number 267. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today, I'm with Pontus Lavon of Horndell. Pontus, how are you doing? Let's start with a simple, simple, simple question. How are you? How was your today? Uh, it's it's very good. It's it's cold and dark here in Sweden, but it's it's always cold and dark in Sweden, so it's just a normal day. <laughs> when the, that's what makes the metal so good. Same thing exactly. here in Montreal, although it is beautiful today. Beautiful today, like 18 degrees, but yet four days ago, it was like minus two and it snowed a whole bunch the yin and yang of montreal spring i love it <laughs> yeah but it's a classic we have the same like the april weather it's yeah. it's uh, it's really sneaky <laughs> i love it uh, let's d- dive d- into darker darker waters um how did you cope with the glorious year of 2020 which is now behind us uh well I, i'm sorry to say it but 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 i think this this plague is is was kind of great uh, for me personally, because uh, I mean, f- first of all, I, I had a we had our second child last year, which was super weird because it was uh, in a- in April, which was the, like the w- the worst month, at least here in Sweden. Um, and I mean, when you have a kid, it's it's my it was my second daughter, and we have a kid, you're you're pretty isolated, anyways, right? That is correct. Um, so uh, I was pretty 
So, so that was fine. I mean, you, when you have a kid, you're you're a boring person that can't hang out with anyone, and you can't go on tour. It's, at least it's a big hassle. So it, that wasn't too big of a problem. Uh, anyways, I had something to blame sort of <laughs> um, this time. Uh, and then, I mean, for the for us, we were in recording mode sort mm. of anyway, and um, we. Um, I mean the the this whole situation. I think it affected uh, the the album in a in a good way because because we had a lot more time. I, I I was scared shitless at first because we had the studio booked and everything. Mm. Studio Grandal here in Stockholm. It's it's a very nice studio. Uh, we're I mean big uh, great like metal bands record. I mean people come here from all over the world. It's it's Sepultura and and Carcass and Creator and I mean. Uh, big name so it, it's a nice studio and had the time booked and but then we as we were coming closer it's like can we even be in the studio at the same time hmm. is that going to be uh safe and i was worried since i was going to have a uh it was just a couple of weeks away from from the birth of my child so i'm like if i if i get sick or at least if i show any symptoms if i like have a booger in my nose they won't let me in the hospital mm-hmm. at least that was the thing here in sweden uh so i was uh, pretty worried about that and then our producer or the the guy who recorded the album he he had a, a, some sort of condition that made him like extra vulnerable vulnerable so uh we decided to uh, normally we with something it's not super common, I guess, in the in the metal world nowadays. But we normally record everything live. But this time we just couldn't do it. Hmm. So we just did. I, I mean, I'm the drummer and like the main songwriter in the band. So I had all the songs ready, and I just went into the studio and recorded the drums by myself. And then we put everything on top. But but then we had a lot more time to 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 get the the we got like a guy a classical percussionist from the symphony orchestra here in stockholm we got like horns we got a lot of shit because all the musicians they were out of work right yeah. they had a lot of time <laughs> they just wanted to play yeah so um yeah we, we sort of got a more elaborate record this time i think thanks to the this virus that of course i mean it's it's not it's um it's mostly sad and tragic and, and catastrophic but f- for creatively it's it's been good it just sucks now because we released the album we can't play <laughs> mm, absolutely it must have been very strange to go from doing a full band all together tracking live off the floor like like people used to do it to having yeah. to be by yourself was that strange to not be able to vibe with your fellow musicians the way you normally do yeah it was it was strange uh at first but but on the other hand, uh, the first album uh, or the, our previous album remains. That was that was it's our debut album, and that's that had a lot of that debut album energy. You know, it's sort of like a it's a jam space product uh, more. Yeah. So we just went into the studio and sort of like hashed it out, and and that was great. I love that about like debut albums had that sort of energy. But but this time, yeah, I mean, I was alone with with Carl uh, Donnelly Dean who recorded the album, but. Uh, so that was strange. But on the other hand, my brother, my older brother, sings and plays guitar in the band. And we sort of, we're like cats and dogs, you know? So it's kind of nice. Because uh, <laughs> like, he's like, he wants, he's, he's, he just wants to go on. He's like, that's finished, it's good enough, let's go. 
So, which is good because it pushes the band forward. And I'm, and I'm more like, no, it's not good enough. Let's do it again. So I, I, uh, this time I could just be in the studio by myself and, and decide everything. So mm. that was magical. <laughs> Curious if now you have done both things for Horndell for the next record, are you guys going to go back to live off the floor? I know that I'm thinking way, way in advance, but I, I'm just curious. Or are you going to continue yeah. this way now? I mean, it's, 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 hard, it's hard to tell. I, I think uh, the, one reason why this worked is because uh, Carl Daniel Lidén, who recorded the album, he's a drummer himself. Hmm. So I could really vibe with him and he, he really understands my, my, my style of playing and, and, and our, our sound. So I think that was great. So, I mean, if we do the next record with him, we could definitely do it like this another time. But, but if we do it with somebody else, maybe it will be feel more like uh, safe to be all of us in the same room. Hmm. We'll see. It's something that a lot of people that just listen to pe- music don't understand the relationship that a band has with its producer. Yeah, it, It's something that has to mesh, it has to work. And uh, I'm lucky with Cryptopsy, obviously, Chris, my guitarist, records everything. I, he's, I've worked with him for just about all, any release that I've put out, just about. So we have a nice symbiotic re- relationship when it comes to being in the studio together. So a lot of people don't understand that that connection that a band needs to have to, to you know, capture this visions that we have in our head that we want to share with the world yeah and i mean that's the super important because i mean it's weird you go into the studio and then you're supposed to record something that's going to last forever <laughs> so <laughs> you need the atmosphere to be to be perfect <laughs> and uh i think i mean i've done that with other bands where you just recorded uh stuff where you don't feel like uh relaxed at all and, and, and i mean of course it's me listening to myself but i believe i can hear it on the record <laughs> that uh we weren't in a such a great mood uh during that period and that sucks so it's super important absolutely vox and hops is all about hanging out with my metal friends talking about their lives music and craft beer now now horndell just dropped a brew and, and i'm hoping that you have it right now and we're going to share it together present this beer to the world please uh yes i do have it's our own beer it's called um uh lake drinker rusty ale and lake drinker is um the name of uh, our album that came out uh, like uh, April 9th on Prosthetic Records. And um, Rusty Ale, the Rusty comes from, because the whole band is based around our hometown, which is in, like a post-industrial uh, small town in Sweden that used to have a steel mill in the 70s. And when they closed it, the, the town died, basically. And it was really um, a lot of despair and uh, a lot of protests and, and it was pretty crazy and it became like a ghost town. So hence the, it became a rusty place. So that's, mm. that's, that's the, the, the idea. And, and the new record is about, uh, it's actually uh, like a, uh, a big uh, American tech company you might have heard of called Google that are planning to build like huge server halls outside Horndal, our hometown. And... Um, it's it's i mean it could be good but uh it could also be pretty scary because all we've seen so far is are they cut down um like the 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 woods that we used to play in when we were kids and they want to to take cooling water from the lake that we grew up swimming and fishing in uh so we just felt that buck is is it happening all over again is is the devil back in, in horndal but this time he wants to drink our lake hmm. so we just had an idea like what if we can make uh, beer out of the 
from the lake water. So we we found some guys have a teeny, I don't know if you can call it a microbrewery. It's like what's below my a nano thing, like, a nano nano. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and it's below that even. <laughs> it's it's super tiny. But they just, they went along with this stupid idea because I mean lake water you have to filter it, <laughs> try to clean it up, right? <laughs> so they did their their absolute best and they made um it's it's sort of a my only brief to them was like make it rust color and then you can decide what it should taste like. But I, from what I understand, it's like a, an American pale ale, um, and it's like uh, they gave me some. I don't know. I, I shouldn't go too far uh, into it, but it's like uh, they just told me it's a single hop uh, thing, and it is uh, like a citrusy, like blood orange kind of vibe, flowery. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I know. I mean, I I, I love beer, but I'm not, I'm not into the details. I, <laughs> but I'm so happy we got this beer out, and um, we just made a few. We didn't make, make we made like. 200 bottles or something like that to start with and they i mean we we sold out uh, immediately so um but i have the last one here it's actually the, the absolute last one. Oh, i'm honored i'm honored that you're going to share that with yes, me and it's perfect a, yeah killer killer concept i think it's so cool uh cheers to the brewery give them a shout out is what is the brewery's name oh sorry it's called uh piratens brewery so ingare piratens swedish so it's um it's located right outside Stockholm. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. On my side, I'm going to be drinking something very special as well. This is my brand new collab that came out two days ago. This is Brutal Juice, which I love. Of course, this brewery, Brewski, kills it. I'm wearing the hat, too. Uh, they make these beers called Brew Juices, which are fruited sours. So they take a sour base beer, and then they add a bunch of fruit puree to it. So I pitched them the idea of doing a Brutal Juice, something, uh, you know, high ABV, 8.5%. And basically, Brew Juices, I drink them as my hangover cure. So if I wake up and I'm a little bit out of it, and, you know, that hair of the dog, I take it one step further and I have a Brew Juice because there's some fruit in it. And for some reason, that makes me think that I'm going to be okay. And I drink a cup of coffee at the same time. So I pitched them the idea of doing... A, a brew juice with coffee in it. So that's exactly what this is. We teamed up with a local coffee roaster called Zab. Uh, they're killer. They make amazing, amazing, amazing coffee roaster. Uh, they're punk rock metal-esque vibe to them. And uh, th- we made Brutal Juice. Uh, it just came out this week. It sold out in an hour. Um, this is uh, has black currants, blackberry, black raspberry, black Zab, Colombian coffee, and dark maple syrup. 8.5% Brutal Juice. I love it. Let's talk about beer. Let's talk about your first beer. Do you remember your first beer, Pontus? Yeah, I do. Um, I mean, where I come from... Um, okay, we, we need to start with talking about... I know we, talk, we don't have to talk much about it, but it, but in Sweden, the, the, we have like an alcohol monopoly here. So you're not allowed to sell strong beer or wine or liquor in, in food stores. Mm-hmm. So we have these special stores. And I, I, I must say, I, I love them because... They're really um, the the they have so much and they they have the expertise in the guys uh, working there is great. I mean, you can go in and just talk about any kind of food. I'm going to cook this, so help me, and they will help you. And they know shitloads about beer and wine and stuff like that. So that's I I think that co- and for sweets it's like if we didn't have that we will drink ourselves to death. I mean Scandinavians <laughs> drink like fucking crazy. I mean yeah you must have toured with a lot of Scandinavian. Guys. I've had I've had a lot of 
Scandinavian people on the podcast recently, and and they always start with the story, and I love it. I love it. What is the name of the the specialty story? I can't remember. Uh, Systembolaget. That's it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a very dry name. Let's do it. Cheers. Cheers, man. Ooh, coffee comes out of the nose. It's perfectly balanced. I love it. Mm. Fruity coffee, bitter bite, not too sweet, sour. It's amazing, brutal juice. <laughs> so keep nice. And my, mine, uh, yeah, I can really taste the lake water in mine. <laughs> it's really tasty. But my first one, it's um, so, so you had to get. Uh, it was really hard to get someone who was over twenty to to get you beer when you were because I was like fourteen, maybe. But then you can get like lighter beers. I had like you had to drink so many to get drunk. So they were like three point five or something like that, maximum. And it was like really shitty cheap danish beer called björnebrygg it tasted it was terrible but i mean you did anything to to uh, to get drunk back then or at least i did <laughs> so yeah björnebrygg how about uh, i know the swedish craft beer scene is, is very vibrant you mentioned that you're not too much into it but do you ever do go out and drink craft beer and do you remember the first craft beer that you had the pleasure of enjoying yeah i do um and where i come from in in uh, the region of uh, Dalarna in in Sweden. There's uh, they were pretty early with making a craft beer in Sweden. It's called Oppigård, uh, and um, they have the brewery really close to to my uh, hometown. And uh, so that's the first time I ever had like uh, an IPA or um, yeah, I remember the first IPA and and um, so yeah, that was I can't remember when it was, but it must must been. Uh, yeah, it was a long time ago, but I'm really, uh, and they grew and now they're all over the the country and really like famous uh, brewery. You can get them anywhere. And I'm, I mean, you're, I'm a local patriot as hell. So I try to get that all the time and, and support them. And you, when I'm home, I, I usually try to go to their, their brewery because they have like a, a bar uh, there. It's just out in, out in the middle of nowhere. So you go there and you have a bar, you can try out all their beers. So that's amazing. So, Hey, what's up, Vox and Hopsheads? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right, I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. Let's talk about the soundtrack of your youth. Uh, when you're growing up in your parents' or guardians' house, what music was playing when you were not in control of the radio? What music did your parents or guardians or your brother listen to yeah so um i mean i come from a i'm, I'm really like musical family my, my mother played like piano and sang in choirs and my dad was like uh play guitar and sang but uh like acoustic guitar more like folk kind of style but then my brother was like a hair metal dude 
and he's much older than I am. So he, uh, I mean, he was playing like Thin Lizzy and uh, Black Sabbath. This is like in the in the eighties, and I was really really young. Um, but then uh, they played uh, jazz and, and stuff like that. So I think I got like a a mix of that. And um, I remember my my uh, the first song that I really loved was like I mean it, it's been the same thing for a lot of people like uh, Twisted Sister. I think we're not going to take it. I remember I singing it. I have like recordings of me singing it when I was like four years old or something like that. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, it was kind of all over the place, basically. What uh, would have been your first love? The band that was yours, that wasn't inspired directly from your brother or from from your parents. What what band was your first first love? I think. I mean, when you're a kid, you you listen to all kinds of shit. It's like, and then you, you at least for me, I didn't care what genre it was. It could be. It could be a CC Top song, and then uh, the next day it could be like a Eurodisco song or something like that when you're like uh, seven or eight. But then I think I discovered uh, hardcore music, and, and the Swedish hardcore scene was amazing in the 90s. So that was huge uh, for me to... Um, I think actually... I, I must actually go with uh, Refused from, from Umeå, because... They they were such so important because the whole um, everything around them the whole culture subculture thing and the I mean the the politics and the, how they uh, dressed and and they I mean I started reading books and I mean it was it was so big but then I, I read on the back of their their um, records and you can read that okay they recorded at a place called Sunlight Studios. And then I flipped another record for my friends with a band called Entomb that I never heard. They said, okay, they recorded Sunlight Studios. Okay, then Entomb must be good too. You know, that's the logic <laughs> you have when you're a kid, right? Yeah, yeah. So then I sort of uh, came into to metal that way from from hardcore, just just because they those two bands recorded the same studio. That's amazing. And uh, from from that, it's I mean, uh, and I was to I mean, I wasn't there for the Black Sabbath thing, but I I've always like went sort of backwards. So from Refused, I discovered older hardcore, and from Entombed, I actually Entombed made me discover Black Sabbath, which is kind of weird because they have like a Black Sabbath cover on like uh, this weird B uh, side uh, thing. So, but then. Uh, uh, so the hardcore thing was my uh, was mine, but uh, my brother. I mean, he liked Black Sabbath, so there we sort of met again, sort of in the love for that band. But then it took us like twenty five years to start an actual band together, which is kind of weird. But here we are. <laughs> How about your first shows? Do you remember the first live music experience you went to go witness? Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, of course, I saw like. Um, a lot of uh, in the town where I come from, we didn't have that hardcore scene that I was really. Uh, this there wasn't like a scene at all because that would happen. It was happening in other places in Sweden because I was re- and and but I, what I didn't really understand was that it, we had an amazing death metal scene, like old school death metal in Avesta, which is a really small town. And uh, now, I mean, those bands, I didn't know that at the time, but they were like recording and releasing albums on like really cool labels. They were touring. But to me, they were just like older, scary dudes in leather jackets and like, uh, (laughs) you know, studded leather jackets and long hair. So, uh, and they were, I mean, rehearsing in the the room next to ours and you can just hear, like, what the fuck? This is those weird scales. It's really spooky and like crazy. 
But I think that really inspired me. But that's not the answer to your question, the first show. So I saw a lot of uh, those death metal shows when I was a kid. But then at the same time, when I was like 10 or 11, I mean, I I, I, I think my brother said like, uh, I, I can take you to a Green Day concert. I mean, that was like, they just released Dookie or whatever. And I was 11 or 12 or whatever. And I could go to Stockholm, which was huge. Just go to Stockholm. Yeah. Uh, and then see a big show. And I mean, we I, I remember had us, um, we had seats, but I was like standing uh, and like headbanging, playing air guitar the whole set. So, I mean, that was huge. But then, so I had that, and then I saw all this crazy death metal shows uh, at my hometown, which I understood, okay, that's, that's cooler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about your first time on stage? Do you remember your first time on stage? Yeah. Um, we, I had like a, one of those weird bands you have when you're a kid, when you, I shouldn't, I, I shouldn't say that everybody does, but I mean, we, you have like, it's a small town, so it's hard to find like four other guys or three other guys that listen to exact same music. Yep. So they're like all over the place. It was like one punk rock song, one like indie rock song, one like hardcore song, one death metal-ish song, you know, whatever, one cover of this <laughs> stupid band. Compromise. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. But then we played uh, at the, youth center um there and and the band name uh our name was boner <laughs> yes <laughs> not knowing what it meant because in the swedish like dictionary when you look i mean that's how you came up with band names at least we that's did true. in sweden like you were okay and no no cool names on a and then b <laughs> and the, boner you, you guys, you cool. guys got to it, be that's good yeah you got to be and then it said it means big mistake i'm like okay that's kind of funny. Let's go with that. And then uh, my brother's like, Boner. Are you named Boner? You know what that means? And then I had to, uh, and we had to stick with the name because, I mean, a lot of guys in our town knew it. But we, <laughs> <laughs> we, so we played with Boner. And I remember I got really sick and I, I, I threw up in a, in a, in a uh, sort of a basket uh, halfway through the set. <laughs> That's, because you were, so that was because you were nervous show. or because you were sick? I was, I was I was sick actually, but um, uh, so that that's uh, that was a this great opener. Uh, so I'm just happy I didn't quit right after. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to find like-minded musicians. I was lucky, being from Montreal, it was easy to find yeah. people to to hang out and you know play the the style of music that I wanted to play. You you ended up yeah. having to to be in a band with your brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it took many years. Why why did it take so long? You guys are many years apart. You mentioned. Uh, yeah. How did it? Did you end up convincing each other to finally get into a band together? Actually, um, it was. I mean, uh, I've been playing in bands and touring and recording, like for all my life. But I've never played like a proper this or this type of type of like heavy music. But then, and, and my brother, he's more, he's played uh, a lot of jazz music uh, and stuff like that. But I saw that he was on CB Murdoch. I really like that record. <laughs> yeah, he, that's actually Frederick, another guy in the, in oh, the band. Oh, I'm sorry. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's okay. Because it's weird. Because it's like, I have never played in a proper metal band. My brother's never played in a proper metal band. And neither has Eric, the bass player. But Frederick, he's sort of our alibi. He's the guy <laughs> who knows. I mean, he's, and he's CB Murdoch. That's like. I mean, that guy can really play. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's more like close. I mean, it's it's not at, it doesn't sound like your band, but it's much closer because the rest of us, we can't play like that. I mean, 
uh, we play like the half the speed you guys play, or like a quarter. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I I can't. And I I play like single single bass drum on like a played an old jazz drum kit like Ludwig kit because that's w- where I come from. I'd rather help you load in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's 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 twenty inch bass drum, so it's very light. Too. I love it. <laughs> but um, yeah, but I think the for us it's like the the limitations that sort of makes us, at least I think so, makes us good because we have to like we have to really get those riffs uh sound good and we need to play like really for the song and try to write good songs so because we can't blast away in those blast beats or crazy guitar solos and stuff like that but um yeah my so i mean but my brother and i we've always loved heavy and aggressive music and we've but it was when we when we talked about uh the place where we grew up and and what happened there in the late 70s when they closed the steel mail and they they sort of depopulated the, the whole town and and it was like a uh they were protesting uh a lot in Horndal and then and one way was that they they set up this theater play which is a very 70s thing at least in Sweden it's like we're going to protest let's let's write a theater play and That's then every, everybody will listen to us <laughs> It's awesome. It's, it's it's very creative. It's a much more positive way to do protest than what people do what people do nowadays. But it's like this post hippie kind of uh, uh, approach. <laughs> but the the plot in this theater play was that the devil was coming to Horndal uh, to, to sort of crush the steel mill, and our father he played uh, the devil. So we're like that's fuck. So we have this steel mill that is, has rusted away. And we have like Satan coming to our hometown, played by our father. So we're sort of the sons of the devil then, must be. So we sort of have to start this metal band that we talked about now and have this concept. Basically, because then we can tell like true stories. It's it's ghost stories, obviously, and it has like a really dark vibe, but it's it's there's a lot of truth in them. So it's really easy to, you can just, um, I mean, use use reality sort of and history so that's that's why and then we got um a recording slot at um steve albini's uh studio in in chicago at, at electrical audio but for some magical reason he agreed on recording having two days recording this band that he has, had never heard of from from sweden that n- not not really existed because we i was just so pumped on uh, and excited to play, to record with. He's sort of like a ch- uh, t- like like a child uh, hero for me. So that was great. So then we just, uh, but then yeah. So we had two days. So we sort of uh, when we got our green light on that, we sort of fuck. We need to get our songs <laughs> together. So then we wrote like three songs fast as hell and re- and rehearsed and, and and flew over. And that's and then we've played ever since. So that was our first EP recorded by him and then we've made two full-length albums it's funny how those those rushed last songs tend to be our favorites for some reason yeah 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 you have the same thing absolutely the, the, ones, the ones that, that we we were missing something and we have a deadline and we crunch to get it done something about those moments the, that inspiration the 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 worry the the deadline the the monkey on our yeah. back that that just makes it perfect <laughs> yeah i totally agree and it's usually the songs that you really feel are the best they 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 end up the worst i think it's mm. usually the case because you spend so much time thinking of it and hoping and i don't know there's something about that that's 
when you actually hear it, the finish is like, it's not that good. <laughs> I mean, and then you have like this shit song that you sort of say, ah, oh, this like, we can record this. And like, that's, that's amazing. That's the best track that should open the album or that should be the single or whatever. You so never judge uh, your tracks, people. Just, just let the art come out of you and then you'll digest it afterwards when it's finished. Um, yeah. If you could make another beer, like I normally ask yep. my guests, if you could do a beer for Horndale, what would it be? You've done that. But if you could make <laughs> another beer that's just for you, a Pontus Brew, something that, that would be your perfect Horndale beer, what would that beer be? Uh, okay, so we made a beer from the with water, with lake water. Um, I, I don't know, because... Um, my first idea was that is there some way you can like I mean this guy's just going to be uh, really uh, disgusting but is there something you, like you can use from the old steel mill and like have like just uh, dip in some some like rusty metal in there or just just something um, maybe they could so like they could harvest be, uh, some yeast off of it yeah. That's a great idea. Uh, no, it's not a great idea. It's, it's going to be terrible, but it's a great idea. <laughs> uh, so it would be something crazy, I think. But um, but actually, this the beer that we've made is big. I mean, really, the scale was tiny and and. Uh, but there is another. Uh, there is a brewery in Dalarna, the region we come from, that they really like the idea and and like the beer, and they so they want to. They're interested in, in in picking it up and making sort of a, a bigger scale. So I'm really hoping for that because that means that people can order it from Systembolaget, the monopoly place, all over Sweden. Because now it's like you can, you can only get it um, in Horndal, sort of. <laughs> so um, and then um, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll maybe we'll twist the recipe a, a bit. And uh, well, if it's a mono hop, you can mess around with different hops which would make a different variance of the beer to bring in different uh, hop profiles yeah yeah it's um because this one um amarillo hops there you go amarillo yeah it's a classic yeah great hop lots of citrus profile you're absolutely right um I'm very lucky I get to do these podcasts I get to have conversations with musicians all around the globe and right before I sit down in this chair and I, I get ready. I'm like, is the, the artist going to connect? Are we going to connect? Is there going to be, are we going to click? Are we going to have a good time? Am I prepared enough? Uh, so this is how I've been filling the void of not being on stage. Uh, how do you fill the void of not being able to perform? Um, I mean, we knew uh, when we recorded the album that we won't probably won't be able to, p- to play live. So we try to just, I mean, it's, I mean, I think about this band and the 24 hours uh, a day, sort of. So we just, just try to come up with other fun ideas. So, I mean, one was the beer. And another was, uh, uh, we made this uh, website so you can um, pre-listen on the album. But it was just GPS restricted. So you can only listen to the album in Horndal. No, that's so, so cool. Yeah, because the the guitar player, oh, the guy from CB Murdoch, yes, uh, he he knows how to code shit. So he 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 knew how to to build that site. Because we all, I mean, the whole band is 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 a, just a t- tribute to our uh, hometown. Because on the last record, we went to uh, we don't live there anymore because we can't find work there. We can't play in the band. But uh, last time we went there and we played the album at the the one bar that they have, uh, just like two weeks before the release. 
so they could because we want them to hear the album first this time we couldn't do that so we just made it digitally so we made it work so it was really cool and people like travel to Horndal to listen to the album on their phones that's so cool so that was uh, so try to c- come up with uh, stuff like that and then just keep on I mean keep on like writing um, um, mean and sludgy and deathly riffs I mean basically I mean you have to fill your time with, with something we have to we have to yeah. if not we end up enjoying too many of the like drinker rusty ales and mm. then you know this you know it probably doesn't happen to you very often we're gonna wrap this up with one last question Pontus uh, it sure. probably doesn't happen to you very often because you're very busy you're, you're focused you're always thinking about how to make Horndale better but every once in a while it happens to everyone what is your hangover cure this right here is mine what is your hangover cure Oh, uh, the thing is, I I have really, um, I have young kids, mm-hmm. so they wake me up super early in the morning, which is terrible. So I mean, I uh, <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> so I I this this year I haven't slept at all, so I I feel like shit every morning. Mm-hmm. But then, uh I don't. Uh, I mean, if 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 it's um, oh, I've tried to come up with something that's not boring, that's not coffee, that's not. Uh, but, but, uh, I think, um, a coffee and if it's a, if it's a weekend and if I, I can like squeeze in, uh, uh, like, a like a beer with like, maybe if you can push it to like four, that's like fine. And then uh, that, that, and it's, it's, it's sort of, it's weird, but it's, it's it just works. I can't just, sorry, but that, I, I was really curious about is our citrus or what, what do you say? Like fruit. Is that better for for a hangover cure? Is that a uh, hangover? Hangover is basically just dehydration, massive, massive form of dehydration, and a, a lack of certain minerals in your body because you pee yeah. so much, right? So, so yeah. you just need to pump yourself full of full of water. But if you have a beer, it's just sort of yes numbs the pain a little bit and then the the secret is that you can only have the one beer which most of us don't end up doing we end up yes. having a second hangover <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> but citrus is good yes yeah, citrus citrus feels good because there's it's juicy and and you're, yeah. you're getting the, you know some of the the, the sugars and uh, that feels good too as well and the liquids we need we just need to pump hydrate 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 as much as we can but so that's clever to make like you did a big and strong beer mm-hmm. or with hot yeah you're a genius 8.5 <laughs> <laughs> yes brew juice I love it uh, Pontus thank you so so much for taking the time hanging out with me thank you talking about your life music and craft beer everyone please go listen to Lake Drinker it dropped on April 9th via Prosthetic Records uh, Pontus I had a blast uh, I'm stoked next if you ever come through Montreal if I come out in Sweden hopefully soon we'll hang out we'll drink some beers thank yeah, you so much definitely cheers. thanks for having me man cheers Thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. I had such a blast connecting with Pontus. I really, really enjoyed hearing all about how he has transformed this concept for a record into a craft beer. I think it's absolutely amazing. 
love it when bands do that. I love it when anyone does that. When a craft beer has a story behind it, it really, really connects with me, and I think that's super cool. I also enjoy the record. If you haven't checked out this new Horndale record, Lake Drinker, go do it. It's a sick record, and it deserves your attention. Thank you, Pontus, for hanging out with me. I can't wait to share a craft beer with you once again in the future. Now, if you enjoyed this Vox and Hops episode, you should most definitely sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast mailing list. You could do that on my website, voxandhops.com. That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And when you do that, you shall receive one email a week containing all of the details of everything that has happened throughout the past week in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, including all of the details for any episodes which I have dropped throughout that past week. If I have been a guest on someone else's podcast, as well as all of the information for any cool projects that I have in the works, as well as the updated links to the live interview Thirsty Thursday Virtual Hang, which I am pleased to announce that my guests for next week's Thirsty Thursday Virtual Hang on June 3rd are two of the members of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast crew, the great Mihela Petrescu and Chris Kells of the Agnes will be joining us to talk all about them joining the crew and talk about themselves of course it's going to be an absolute blast you will also get when you sign up to the mailing list the updated links to the brutal awakenings playlist which is available on both apple music and spotify and is curated by my man jerry monk the metal architect himself do yourself a favor sign up to the vox and hops metal podcasts mailing list because there's so much going on in the world of the vox and hops metal podcast and i do not want you to miss a single thing the vox and hops metal podcast is brought to you by sound Ellen media i hope you have a glorious weekend i am looking forward to relaxing a little bit i'm looking forward to hosting voivod's hypercube session two after party that's right that's coming up this sunday my co-host is zach blair of rise against and we're gonna have a blast i can't can't wait to hang out with all of you voivod fans and enjoy some craft beer right after that live stream ends. There are still some tickets left. You can grab those right now via the link in the description of this podcast. It's going to be a blast. I'll be back next week with two episodes. But until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. Hey, everyone. This is Tuck from Fit for a King in Off-Road Minivan. Every week I bring you fun interviews alongside your favorite metalcore entertainers with my new podcast, Get Tucked. Join me every Monday with bands like Counterparts, Crystal Lake, like Moths to Flames, and many more. We play unsigned and undiscovered bands, deep dive into each artist's history, and of course provide the greatest breakdowns in current metalcore. Tune in to Get Tucked every Monday, out now through Sound Talent Media.